Northwest Christian School Online provides online Christian education for any students ranging from kindergarten to 10th grade. The tuition is fully covered through the state of Arizona's ESA program and is affordable for families out of state. You can count on NCS Online for a rigorous, proven online program that establishes a robust biblical worldview for all students. For more information, go to ncsonline.org. That's ncsonline.org. The Christmas story is amazing. Give us eyes to see being part of a story that is so big and so glorious. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory. Well... Hello and welcome to Kingdom Culture Conversation, and uh, it is the second day of Christmas. When, the second day of Christmas. We're counting, we're what not, is that in the uh, 12 oh, days of Christmas? Day of Two turtle doves. Two turtle doves. Yes. Okay, so this is the turtle dove day. Yes. Which or, seems like a pretty good day. It is. Like, I don't want Lords of Leaping in my, I don't want Maids of milking. I wouldn't mind two turtle doves. Uh, are they edible? I, I th- Yeah, I think you can eat a dove. You can, I, okay. I, you'd have to heard it and i don't think i could do that <laughs> what um, if you were really hungry g uh, yeah could you, i would have to have you take down a turtle dove i would call the our speaker from yesterday george brown who probably could kill a <laughs> which just a great job yesterday um uh, but today on yes. the turtle dove day we yes. have aaron pastor aaron Fetteplace from the jesus church that's a good name for a church. That's, I mean, they that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> they pretty much hit it right on the head, though. They when did. you, that's when what you they, show up yeah. at the Jesus Church, you know what you're going to get. Yeah, it's right, right there on Greenway and uh, I-17. Well, it's been fun because yeah. we. I mean, so we have occupied the same, you know, square mile uh, yeah. with this church for for a long period of time, and yet I've never. Uh, become familiar with them. Right. And so we recently have, and it's just been fun to get to know Aaron. And it, I've, for a while now, I've been dropping into the church website and listening to sermons. And I yeah. really like this guy's style. I really yeah. like, I That's really, great. I mean, it's, I wouldn't say academic, but he, he really brings a deep knowledge of God's Word to the table okay. uh, each Sunday. So it does a phenomenal job. And again, folks, you know, why are we doing this? You know, what are we trying to accomplish? Yeah. And, and we want to invite you, if you're not invested in a church, if your family, as you enter this holiday season, the greatest gift that mm-hmm. we can give our families is a deep and lasting commitment to a local church. And yeah. I'm not talking about just showing up in the pews. I'm talking no. about and, investing and, and maybe involving you've been, yourself. We used to call them when I worked in the church, the CEO Christians, right? You know what the CEO is? Christmas, Easter, and Christmas, Easter only. Oh, okay. <laughs> and 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 I, you know, I don't want to judge it. Maybe that's you. If that's you, it's okay. Yeah. Just just get rid of that though. Go go after Christmas. Yeah. And, grow. Uh, take the next step. Yeah. Take that next step wherever you're at. Um, yeah. Especially for parents. If 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 is an administrator within a Christian school. Yeah. If I could say, hey, one thing you need to do for your family more than any other thing, it would be investing yourself in the local church. 100%. And the Jesus Church. I yeah. mean, could you get another <laughs> a more spot <laughs> on name that if you're looking for Jesus we like Jesus a in lot. a church, yeah. Try the Jesus this is Church. The one. Right. So this is the one. Aaron Fetaplace, he does a great job breaking down what I love about the sermon snippet you're gonna hear today is he does a great job of breaking down prophecy in a way I'd yeah. not heard before. 
Um, and it's phenomenal. It's so amazing. Folks, yeah. It's amazing. Enjoy you it. love it. Prophecy in Christmas stories or Christmas songs, maybe on a Christmas postcard, something like that. But, but we've, we started talking about the wonderful counselor, and that was two weeks ago. Last week, we talked about the mighty God. Now, the word mighty, it means to be a champion, a warrior, or to be the one who is in control. See, Jesus is the one who needs to be in control of our lives. And we need to allow him to be in control. We don't need to be in control. We need to be okay with the one who is in control. And we see Jesus model that for us by coming to earth as a child, mighty, yet vulnerable, yet a baby, even helpless, not in control, but in, with, in having peace with the one who is in control. Amen. And so we've been looking at those, these four names in verse 6, but like I said, I want to start in verse 1 because many of us have heard verse 6 in the prophecy there, but there are a ton of prophetic words that are spoken about who Jesus would be throughout the, actually the entire book of Isaiah, but specifically in chapter 9. Um, so again, if you haven't been here, Isaiah is speaking to a troubled nation. Uh, you have Israel, and it is split into two. So now you have Israel in the north. You have Judah in the south. They don't agree. There's division between them. They actually literally hate each other at this point. Uh, they're wanting to go to war with each other. Um, there's great uncertainties in their lives. They, they don't know what's going to happen because their enemies are starting to surround them. And the current king, King Ahaz, in the south, in Judah, he's scared to death. Now, that's where Isaiah lives. Uh, Judah has the, the capital, which is Jerusalem. That's where Isaiah lives. And so Isaiah is speaking to his king and trying to calm him down. And this is what it says in verse 1. And the whole, the whole chapter is talking about the Messiah and the hope that is to come. It says, but there will be no floor for who, him, he who is in anguish. In the former time, he brought into contempt the land of Zebulon and the land of Naphtali. Now, you would re usually read that and be like, okay, I don't know where those places are. But it's so important that we read the context. And when you hear names like that, they're in there for a reason. And so I'm going to get to it in a sec. But there's a reason that it talks about Zebulon and Naphtali. And, and just reading it and just sort of glazing over that, it, it makes it less powerful than if you actually know what's going on here. It says, but in the latter times, he, talking about Jesus, they don't know that yet, but this is the Messiah, has made glorious the way of the sea. So we've got Zebulon, we've got Naphtali, the way of the sea, the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee to the nations. Now this is talking about the land of Galilee, which is whose home? It's Jesus' home. And it says the land would be filled with glory. And this is 700 years before Jesus is going to be born, but what happens when Jesus is born? Well, what we hear in John 1.13, it says, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. That's the Christmas story. And we have seen his, his glory. The glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. It says that the glory will come. Now, where does that glory reside? In the Christmas story, Matthew 4.13, talking about where Jesus lived, it says, And leaving Nazareth, he went to and lived in Capernaum by the sea, the territory of Zebulon and Naphtali. And then he goes on to quote Isaiah chapter 9, verse 1, 
which leads to Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, which talks about he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So this is the exact valley that would be filled with glory, which was prophesied in Isaiah 700 years earlier. Now, going on in verse 2, it says, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of deep darkness, on them light has shone. So Isaiah is saying it feels dark right now. It feels hopeless. And what? And when it's dark, what happens? You can't see. You can't see your future. Isaiah is saying that there is one who is going to come, spoken as a prophet of God, and it won't be dark forever. That one is coming who will bring a great light, which Jesus calls himself. He is the light of the world. In verse 3, it goes on and says, you have multiplied the nations. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you with joy at the harvest. And they will be glad when you divide the spoils. For the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, you have broken as in the day of Midian. Now, again, this word Midian, you're like, okay, in the day of Midian. What the heck is the day of Midian? This is so important to understanding what Jesus would be. Because the story of Midian is the Midianites. And the Midianites were another enemy of Israel when they were following God. And there is a, a, a judge who was like a ruler. His name was Gideon. And what Gideon did was by the direction of the Lord, he was a, a great warrior. But what he did was he had his entire army surround the camp of the Midianites. Remember, in the day of Midian, it's talking about light. It's talking about Jesus and the salvation that they're looking for. So Gideon surrounds the entire encampment of the Midianites and has every one of his warriors hold a clay pot with a light inside of it. And at one point, when Gideon gives the signal, they all break their pots so that the lights around the entire encampment shine so bright and they scream with a shout of victory and the people of Midian, they kill themselves. The battle is won, but it's won at the hand of the enemy. Now, how does that equate to Jesus and what he would come and do? Well, what we know is that Jesus came and he died when Judas came and took over, um, when Judas came and Satan took over his body and directed this whole thing so Jesus would go to the cross, you see, just like Gideon and his people not having to do a single thing and their enemies were defeated by themselves, when the enemy of our souls came, Satan, without us having to do a thing, he led Jesus to the cross who was crucified. The enemy defeated himself in the same way that it talks about with the Midianites. This all happens hundreds of years before Jesus even shows up. And what Isaiah is showing is that God will fight your battles for you. Northwest Christian School has made Biblical Worldview online courses available to all high school students for transcript credit, regardless of whether they attend public school, private school, charter school, or homeschool. Frameworks is an exciting new initiative utilizing the learning management system of Grand Canyon University. For more information, visit BibleClassesForPublicSchools.com.